look absolutely stunning. Do I? I feel like I look tired. You really do not. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Dylan. Um, I also want to extend the same compliment. Today, I'm. Are you dead ass? Sorry. <laughs> this so have clearly, on we have a, a, a guest here who doesn't know etiquette. Rules. I almost spoke out of turn just now. <laughs> no, because it ain't got. <laughs> See, that's the problem. I was gonna say something about your facial hair. Oh my God, he's it's a man now. Rolling in, speak on it, and I need whatever you need. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give you. <laughs> <laughs> he's taking hormones. We all know the you truth. You know what? I hormones. thought that. No. Have y'all ever thought about taking like testosterone shots? Never. No. Don't do that. You Why? Know, because if you have kids, if you have a girl, she's gonna be looking like Brooke Hogan. You remember Brooke Hogan? <laughs> Don't do that. She's legendary. Brooke Hogan. Brooke is Hogan legendary is legendary for what? For her music. Brooke Hogan made music. See, I remember, but I don't hear nothing. Everybody talking like everything. That's not you a Brooke song. <laughs> yes, That's it not. is. That was a cute ass song. Yes, it is. I promise you. I'm about to. You. I'm about to push it. I'm such a Brooke Hogan can break a park bench over her back. <laughs> no, that is strong. Listen, that is a strong little woman, man. She's strong as fuck. Y'all are so negative. I ain't got time. Wait mm-hmm. a second. Well, what are we waiting a second for? Let's, no, let's just let's um. That's my catchphrase. Oh, hi everybody. Is that Justin's does your housewives tagline finessing? Yeah, Why? that look like an R. Yeah, <laughs> y'all can't. Y'all don't know cursive. Y'all, y'all ain't never <laughs> taken cursive before. I looked at that. I looked at. I was like, somebody misspelled for <laughs> I can't do this today. A girl who thinks she knows the English language so well got this progressive. I'm attacking I know English. Like, because I know English? Yep. That's all we have to do. That is a fucking end. How you going to tell me? Girl, bye. That has says finessing. Thank you, AJ. It says finessing. Y'all bitches can't spell. What does fluorescent mean? It should say oh, what does it say up there? It should say faggot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, we can make up a definition for fluorescent because remember y'all do it on this show. Oh, yeah. Fresh and fluorescent. So that means that Fresh you... and fluorescent? Fluorescent? Well, I'm saying these say are two separate words. Finessing. Meaning that... You, yeah, that's okay. what makes well, sense. Okay, well, you can use what that you too. Fluorescent. Fluorescent. Because I'm thinking bright shine, bright swag, you know, drink this too hard. This conversation you know? is so boring to me. Let's <laughs> go ahead and move on. just mad because we're happy. My hat say finessing. <laughs> that nigga's getting take. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Millennial Madness. Yes. That's right, the Mess of Millennials. And we are very honored, privileged, and taken by the fact that we have a special guest today. Yes. He goes by the name of the one and only Whoopi Goldberg. AJ I knew Sarita. you were about to say that. You <laughs> are Egot. one of Egot's my worst older. friends ever. I'm the worst friend you'll ever have. But welcome to the show. Hey. Introduce yourself. Bitch, you was here before. I was. What's good, everybody? I'm AJ. I am Rayshawn's ex-best friend at this point. That's facts. And your hair, and your hat doesn't. Well, you said hair. You don't even have hair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we saw it early. We saw it uh, early today, man. <laughs> it does say finesse. Don't take that from me. Please. I don't have left. You are relatively calm today, and I hate it. No, why? I, I appreciate it. Is that it. mouth gonna start in a minute, and I am not ready to deal with <laughs> I it. I haven't drank six all. Xanax. You took week. a Z- you took six Xanaxes. I did not take six Xanaxes, guys. I take my prescription as, <laughs> as necessary by my doctor that prescribes them to me. So mm. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. yeah. So how's everybody's week? We, you, introduce yourself. Oh bitch. shit, my bad. You think I'll get this um, right. down? 
This week I am Nunu from ATL. Yes. But you can call me Rachel. Fucking T.I. Mm. That just means that you I'll like problematic niggas. I'll take it. Yeah. Well, that you ain't lying about that shit, nigga. No, no. But you can call me Ray Ray because I am a Ray <laughs> of sunshine. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Woo. Go ahead, Justin. Or whoever you are this week. Hello, everybody. My name is Mary Poppers. <laughs> that makes sense. Yes. Speaking of poppers, um, I've never tried those. Tom, how are you? Really? No. And I want to Me see either. what the. You the and I, I'm I, sure I, I slipped you a popper. You never tried a pop before. I slipped that really? pop right in that no, nostril. Never. You take dick easily? Whoa. Whoa. Hey, yo. That's a very invasive Whoa. question. But hey, do you yo. take dick easily? We started in I haven't done any of that <laughs> in quite some time. My, my so too. Maybe. Well, probably so. <laughs> no, my thing is we all got quiet. Like, you know what? That's probably it. <laughs> 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 all right, Dom, introduce. My name today, I just want to go by El Toro. Amen. Ooh, El Toro. El Toro, Le Bull. That's what that means in Spanish. That's what that means? Red, red El Toro. Ya tu I would have never known. I, thought that, I literally thought that meant red cap. Red cap. Y'all are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and we- <laughs> Hi, my name is Whoopi. Yes, right. I'm going to fully take that in because I was watching this um this so. little show on Netflix. It just came out with Tika Sumter and Whoopi is playing the mother and Tiffany Haddish is in it. Oh, pass. I, I mean, pass. well, yeah, you should. Uh, uh, well, it's actually not bad. You should watch it. It's kind of funny. But Whoopi is hilarious. And she has like this 30 pound wig on and make everything funny. That's the picture God. I sent you. Yeah, that picture was. So you should watch it. What's the name of it? Let's do free. I don't even remember. So, mm. bitch, what do you? Well, you know, I'll send it to you after the show. Speaking okay. of movies, no, everybody see Queen, Queen and Slim. Slim. No, I have, no but I want not, to. We have not I, scammed I really that way in to. yet. I think I'm gonna cry though. I already know I'm gonna cry. I heard it's like I already know what happens. We should niggas can't hold water. I want to see it. I do. We should try to Marietta and go on Tuesday. Because we, we could just it's, go to North the Cab. It's five dollars there too. Oh well, shit. Let's go there then. North the Cab. That sounds ghetto. It is ghetto. I mean, y'all could just go to Buckhead. The seats is full of cars. Who the fuck going? It's ghetto out there too. Everybody hate Buckhead. What? They be fucking in there. Oh, you, now you really want to go. Know. Now you, you would know. What? Hmm? Anyway, I really want to see Queen of Slim. I heard it was a phenomenal film. I heard that it's going to bring you to tears. But it has been criticized a lot. I don't. It the has. thing is, the criticisms I've heard are from like, they're Niggas. very surface. Oh. oh my God. <laughs> that was a hard R. Um, They've been like very surface level, like. I'm, like it hasn't been anything that's deterred me from wanting to go see the movie. To be honest yeah. with you, mm. I feel like that's a whole episode. Is a review of Queen and Slim. I feel like, it's I don't feel like a whole episode. To that. Well, today's uh, episode to I mean, it's is a... partially <laughs> part of it. It's not a review, <laughs> but it's um based on one of the writers. Well, the main writer, Lena Waithe. Yeah, they have been ripping Lena up for the past few months, and we're gonna talk and about that. Cool, good. Before we get into that, let's talk about how our weeks were. Let's start with the guest, you know, since he is the guest. How was your week, week, week? I actually think you should start calling me at the guest. I, that's, yeah, I'm with that. So change my name of your phone to the guest. The guest? Don't question me. Respect me. Thanks. Don't ever touch me. <laughs> um, my week. So <laughs> I had a rude. I've been having a really interesting week. Um, I've been having a week of, like, distinctions, if that make any sense. Hmm. So I've been able to, like, acknowledge 
some things that I thought were true that wasn't necessarily true. Um, more specifically, I you thought Rayshawn was your friend and it was all a lie. And also I thought that uh, Rayshawn <laughs> had, had hair at one point, but that also was a lie. Bitch, oh. But even besides that, no, seriously, um, I needed to like I recognized I need to start rewarding activity in my life. Can you let him finish? No, go ahead. This is, this is a word. Wrong. Let him finish. This is a word. Y'all niggas are too I'm silly. I'm not trying to be too serious, but I'm just, my week was really good. I think yeah. it's really important. So essentially, my this week, I made distinctions about distinctions I've been able to determine what's true and what isn't true. And so for me, I recognize that I used to be obsessed with like, I need to achieve this final goal, this final goal, because I'm working on the business. And so a final goal is we get funding. But then I needed to sort of like take a step back, take a step back, and sort of give myself grace and recognize that we have to start rewarding activity. So like, Ooh. I Thanks. stopped for a second. Was like, well, I've been in Atlanta for seven months. What have I accomplished since my arrival in Atlanta? And I sat down and just started to write out all these different things, not necessarily associated with the business, but just like my life in general. And then I was able to be like, okay, so if we start rewarding those small activities, like the larger goal could be helpful. So sorry if I'm getting too I serious, like but no, bitch, that's just how my week was. This is what we need to do. This is a, this is a week my recap. Week you want to know what I did this week? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no revelations. Actually... <laughs> <laughs> some oh, some crazy things have been happening. Um, I this is this is this is I, what I can say from this week. It really has humbled me because I, I feel like I was in a space where I was like, "Hey, you know, you're finally like financially a little bit comfortable." And bitch, that rug got snatched from under me so fast. <laughs> Between like my a family member calling me asking me for money. And you know how certain paychecks just fall on bad days, oh. like where you have your rents due, your car notes due, your car insurances due, and, and then, then your mom always know like how to call you on the same, same day, day you, you get, get paid. paid. It's like a feeling. It, they, it's like a fucking spidey. Yep. Like, guess what? They get spidey <laughs> senses be tingling. Like, and then I also pay for this trip that I'm going on in February that I really. I mean, I say that on there because he listens to the show. But this show, this um, trip I'm going on in February, and we have to buy um our best friend uh uh her. Baby shower gift. gift, yeah. And I also this is this is crazy. I like the amount, of, and my car is like shaking because I need a wheel alignment. Oh, it's bitch, so much. Too. It is like next level. So much like happening at one time. Mm. So I'm trying to be fiscally responsible and not <sighs> go out tonight. Were you rich? I'm not rich, bitch. Did you hear the expenses <laughs> that I told you I had to pay for just now? I have nothing. 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 Mm. No, you want to get a show No, you remember her skip when she went on stage? I'm a survivor. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually my mantra. I'm a survivor. What about you, Dom? My week was fine. That's it. That's it? Yeah. Yeah. The job okay? It's okay. Do you like it? (laughs) I actually do. I don't complain at all. You know, that's, that's one good. thing I'm teaching myself is to not complain and not feel like I have to change. Um, because I can't come into somebody's establishment and try to change their rules because, you know, I'll be good for that. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to not change their rules. I'm going to do what's necessary I because I enjoy it. I, for now, I'm not going to do nothing. No, change them for yourself. Don't change them from everybody. Like, oh, yeah, that's me, always. Yeah, like if it don't apply to you, like that's what I do. All I know job. is I'm working 14 days straight. No off days. Excuse me, because I'm dealing between work and training as well. So I have to work this weekend. I have to work next weekend. 
Um, I'm tired. Excuse Somebody me? better get them to pop us. <sighs> I'm tired. You a little coke. Bitch, that sound like slavery. L- listen, and I just want to go. I just want to sleep in one day. That's it. But I can't. But other than that, my week has been fine. I'm working towards trying to, you know, elevate and get promoted. So that's one thing. But hey, well, you a little mo- bit more in your cup. Get you a little more El Toro. I'm gonna get all of it. All right, and last but not least, so my week has been pretty decent. Um, I got back in town on Monday. I went to Cleveland, Ohio, to oh, visit you did. You did. family and friends. <laughs> not difficult. I know you forget everything. Mm, don't do Jerry. Don't do Rayshawn like that. He do. But I went to visit family and friends and also went back for my best friend Rob's 30th birthday party. Um, oh, we had yo. so much fun. We turned Meek. up. Yeah, Meek. Shout out to Meek. <laughs> hey, what's up, Meek? Is he cute? <clears throat> yeah. He looks like Meek. He looks like Meek Mills? Yeah, Rob Meek. Oh, does he? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So that was fun, I'm assuming. That was so much fun. Yeah. Turned up with all my best friends. Um, shout out to my other best friend, Christina. Mother hey, best friend with the boutique. Yes, I got her. her so drunk she threw up in my rental. Did she? <laughs> she did. Oh no! I'm sorry I had to put you on blast, girl. But that night was funny. Mm-hmm. I had to pull over on the side of the highway and she threw up all over my rental. But we had so much fun. Mm-hmm. He was Ooh. in Chicago for the whole weekend. He was not in Chicago. Chicago. He don't live in Chicago. He said Ohio. He Who was in Chicago? He said Ohio, my nigga. He from Ohio. They don't. Bitch, they not the are same. Are you drunk already? <laughs> it's all the same. Uh, no. Mm. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Yeah. So other than that, I had to go back to work this week. Um, fuck work. Fuck all of that shit. But I'm in good spirits. I'm in good mood. Hopefully, some things are coming my way. Please pray for me, people. Yes, big things are going. Yes, big things are going. You don't know say that body's bombo crashing. Yeah. Anyway, you ain't even got to say the baddest bitch. That's what Rayshawn just said. Period. Rayshawn is a coconut because I remember the most recent episodes you called Jamaicans coconut, and so look at you. You're a coconut. You're actually a real coconut. Look at your damn head. Let me touch it. Oh, let's touch it. This bitch has been a. Oh my god. He a fluorescent coconut. That's a crystal ball. You said a fluorescent. A fluorescent coconut? You're a fluorescing coconut. Fluorescing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got it. Like, There's no word in the English language. <laughs> you know what? Fuck y'all niggas. Girl. I am beautiful. No matter what they say. Y'all remember when Christina Aguilera had her period when she was... Let's move on. What? Um, Y'all don't remember when she was singing? Y'all remember? Oh my God! I know there was somebody. Oh, there she was did. somebody performing her pussy that. Was bloody. It, you anyway, cannot period shame on that. I'm not period that. shaming. Like I literally <laughs> forgot about that. Ripping down her leg at somebody's funeral. What's your down your leg? It better be my. If if I ever die, one of y'all better do the same thing. Have a period? Yes, down y'all leg. I'm a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dom do like this type of nigga that's on shit right on your <laughs> Alright, well then uh, let's move into our next segment. You know, this week, since we have this guest, I'm very confused why you brought my best friend into this motherfucking episode. How, right, how'd that happen? And well, it's your week's topic and it's my best friend, so Because I feel like this topic will bring um We need a level headed individual. No, because he's 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 grew up in a different environment than me and well Probably similar to me, different from homegirl here from Boston. Hi, um, but Boston. Hi, this topic will bring various perspectives. I feel like 
he would be perfect for it. All right. It's supposed to be some ghetto okay. shit. Okay. So just like we were talking about Queen and Slim, um, Lena Waith received backlash uh, this past week. Wait, um, the name of the segment is called? Oh. Oh, yeah. Mm. One year anniversary, and we already don't <gasps> know what the fuck's going we on. We should have answered the show with that. This is a one year anniversary show, my nigga. We'll like, what there. the fuck? We'll get there. Oh, you can always say at the end too. So, but you should do it at the beginning. Jesus, <laughs> my bad. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, but girl, but this segment is called Millennial Mix. If you do not know, Shit, so yeah, Selena so Waithe received backlash this past week because she, well, an article came out where she was pretty much talking about Queen of Slim and talking about her as a writer and a director. And I'm going to quote her what she said in the article. It's pretty lengthy, so please bear with me. Can we just do a summarization? No, no. it's not. I mean, it's not that long, it's not, but it's not that we long. need to go but over it for the sake of the show. For context. I yeah. know the content you before know we know it. Is. You read it? It's on social media. Yeah. Oh. So she said, I don't think I could be the director that Melina is. That is Melina Matsukos. That's her yeah, name? Yeah, Matsukos. Yeah, Matsukos. Um, she's the one who directed <laughs> Queen of Slim. <laughs> Um, she says she's a combination of so many things, even racially. The fact that she's black, she's Greek, she's Cuban, all of those things make her such a specific storyteller. What else I love about Melina is that she can be at the hood party and vibe, but she can also be in the front row in the front row at Gucci in Milan and know more about the designs and influences that are coming down the runway than half of the people in the front row. I don't have that gift. Although I'm gifted in my own way, I've seen all about Eve more times than anyone can imagine and nope. also can obsess over my best friend's wedding and love Jones and then watch Just Another Girl on the IRT. All of the same, all in the same day. Phenomenal movie. And get the same joy and fulfillment from those works. I think that that's the reason why my voice is so weird and confuses people. Sometimes because I study Sorkin, Spike Lee, and Spike Jones, those are all directors, and that <laughs> makes me a little different than a person who only has black influences. So okay, so basically she just said that she thinks that's why her voice or whatever it is is seen as so weird. So she's targeting that to black people. So that's why know. black people feel like her voice is weird because black people <laughs> might not understand or know the references that the movies or anything that she's referring to. Mm-hmm. So Miss L- So speak on how you that's because that's my first question. What are your <laughs> viewpoints of what Lena Waith said? It's crazy because I have like a, I have a small, like a, a certain, not even small, just a certain amount of respect for Lena's creativity. Um, however, I can understand the backlash that she's been, get, been getting because it's kind of, it can be seen as it's kind of belittling in a sense mm-hmm. to think that black people wouldn't be able to understand her level of knowledge or her level of where she gets her creativity from or where she's able to pull inspiration from. And I mean, I don't know. I feel I can understand why people will feel some type of way about it because just don't assume that black people just would not know because of where this, the particular genre that you're interested in, or you're watching, I guess, quote unquote white films or whatever it is, or historical films. 
you gotta she gotta rearrange her thought processes and her wording around that because it's bullshit i must have misunderstood i, I don't i must have misunderstood what or having i didn't get that from what she was saying at all what i thought mean? she was just basically saying like hey my outlook is a little different because i watch a multitude of different things and have experienced different things whatever the case may be and that's why my perception or my view or my creativity is the way it is because it's not you know one dimensional because i feel like there are a lot of directors like so she's example, saying black people are one dimensional no what i think she's saying is there are a lot of directors who are one dimensional like tyler perry is one dimensional he Ooh. speaks to a black um church but is that one dimensional that is, that is, or one is dimensional. that catering to a specific demographic or a specific crowd that has been they're, under catered to they're mutually and that needs that attention but that's still mutually exclusive if you're if you're if your demographic is this and this is what you are catering to and just because this demographic hasn't been catered to in a while that still makes you one dimensional because you're only doing it for them but i'm not i the thing is i'm saying i don't i don't think what she was saying was meant to disparage any any black person who might fit into that one quote unquote one dimensional genre i'm just i just think she was saying like hey like my voice is a little different because i you know, I've experienced and watched many different directors and studied many different types of films, and mm-hmm. and I think that's all she was saying. I don't really, I didn't take. I, the thing is, I didn't see this on social media. I really haven't seen it at all, so I don't. I didn't know there was a backlash from her saying that, but I would mainly on Twitter. You know, something I don't you have don't that. have. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I don't. I really don't see the problem with this. She's mm-hmm. bitch. If you grew up watching all about, I used to watch all about Eve all the time. Like that's one of my favorite um Betty White movies. So it's like. Betty White. That's not her name. It's Betty Davis. So, I was about to say. Yikes. Um, all right. I don't know what it is. Same R. era. But, <laughs> she's old as shit. She is old. She's um, but no, nah, hey, I, don't, I, don't I don't think there's anything wrong with it, personally. Uh, I mean, so I looked over and I read it, and there are some things I like, and there obviously is one thing I'm just like, mm, they give me pause. So Wait, send me the quote real quick okay thank you justin go ahead i think i mean for me what i appreciate is one being able to see your partner through like these dimensions of love right so like being able to acknowledge the fact that she's doing this work and like she can see her and she see how hard she's really putting her her creativity into because essentially what she's saying is that we all have multiple identities right so her acknowledging the multiple ethnicity that her wife has essentially is basically saying that it is these experiences that has allowed her to create such a specific story and i think all of us for me i was like okay this is an opportunity for me to explore what my actual identities are too right so i'm not only am i gay but like i'm black and i'm from the south side of chicago so like it's a number of like identities that i can explore so i appreciate that I personally have never heard anybody say that Lena's weight voice is confusing or like there be twigs about yeah, what she's never, trying to communicate. So like, but that first, but this is but the next point I'm trying to make. I think it goes to this idea that she assumed that that most people are influenced only what people call only influenced by black icons, and that's not necessarily true. Like, mm-hmm. you cannot live in this world without being influenced by without being influenced by everybody. Like, so whether she wants to say that from her experience in the film industry she have seen people of color only been influenced by black iconic figures while some people may have these iconic figures at the apex of, of what they love and what they enjoy they still are influenced by multiple other sources so for me i think it goes back to this idea that everybody is trying to be weird right so being weird and being different mm-hmm. is this idea that it makes you like in this space of sort of like 
bending genres and trying to trying to trying to essentially trying to put yourself in a space where most people aren't right you're trying to get some more covenant so like for me i was like you could have she could have made that statement and celebrated her her wife and celebrated mm-hmm. her vision but then when you said like my vision is a little different and quirky versus those other people who only study black um who only study black icons only have black icons but mm-hmm. it's like black people are not monolithic and that's what that statement says to me is that she has this assumption that black people may be monolithic and i don't agree with that yeah but what's interesting i'm actually reading the quote now right mm-hmm. then the only again like i said i kind of don't have an issue with anything else that she said but it's the last sentence that i think people are having an uproar about and i th- it's i think that's the reason why my voice is so weird and confuses people sometimes because i study sork and spike lee spike jones and the, that makes me a little different than a person who only has black influences now the thing is lena is also black right, right. so if somebody's studying lena in lena studies several different um genres mm-hmm. just as i'm sure spike lee does not only study black black genre, just as i'm sure any other yeah. amazing black writer or producer or director mm-hmm. I, I i just i mean you can you can still have only black influences you don't know what the that black influences mm-hmm. influencers are I right. don't think that her statement was in, was offensive by any means. I think yeah. her statement was like for me a teaching moment, right? Because I think it kind of goes back to this video of like, and not to go off topic, because I'll bring it back, but the Meg Thee Stallion and Sierra twerking video, right? Like for me, when I saw, I was like, oh shit, I've been waiting for them two to get together and like to make something happen. But everybody else was was trying to put those two together, and it goes back to this that we tell ourselves, right? When we see somebody. It's one versus other. It's not us celebrating them together. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes back to this idea that Lena is like people who only have black icons, where it's like, that's not really a true statement. Mm -hmm. Like, most people are influenced (laughs) by multiple things, whether they know it or not. Yeah. I would was. Okay, go ahead. Uh, You know what? I look at it as the only way that I can make it relatable is that's like somebody saying, okay, so for instance, that's like if I was to say, my influences come from when it comes to music my influences come from different genres or different people so i can bounce from britney spears to rihanna to chris brown we're gonna get there we're gonna get there that's part of my next question hold that hold that thought from what you said i feel like what her statement was kind of what the ending part of her statement was kind of saying to me personally was that her, just don't know nothing. her perspective is like so complex to the point that the where she come from, the the her identity, who she is as a black woman, the people that she was around a lot when she was growing up, they won't get it. They won't understand it because they didn't watch these movies or they didn't see, you know, this director's work of art and stuff like that. When it's kind of like you can't box in your own people. When you are trying to, you know, put your art are out there and when you are making something and you want people to you know look at it and critique it and everything else when you make these statements you're basically telling black people like hey i'm like this way you may not get it you have to let people you know soak in what you are what you what you've created and let them make that judgment for themselves whether they like it or not but i feel like she what she said was kind of saying like well listen black people you may not get me, you may not understand me because I'm not like this way. When it's like all black people aren't like what you may think they are. All black people may not just be, you know, inclined to only like Tyler Perry films or only like Spike Lee films. They may like white white directors and other, you know, other people. But I don't and think that's okay. But that's what I don't think she was saying that at all. I, I think, think she, she was, was, but she just worded it. 
I very think, professional. I don't think I she was saying that either. All. I think what she was saying was like she feels like the reason why her voice comes across to some mm-hmm. as weird and confused is because she's not only influenced by black um you know influencers okay, just diversity but, but, yeah, influence. but, but i don't think explain that on top of just but, when you have to explain your art to people mm-hmm. then you're not giving your art a chance to speak for itself i don't think she was well, explaining her art. i think she was explaining her experience she's just simply saying that yeah, which i grew every, up studying these vast mm-hmm. different performers and artists and creators so like if i say i don't think her statement was problematic what i said i think her statement did for me was mm-hmm. it made me stop and and think about then what does it mean to be different? This this idea of being different sometimes can be dangerous, right? Because people often push themselves to extreme limits just to be seen to be different, just to be seen mm-hmm. as different. I can weird. agree with that. So yes. I, I I don't think that she was offended anybody. I just think that it goes back to this assumption that black people are monolithic and mm-hmm. we're not. So I don't think that she was. It might be. It wasn't direct. It was inadvertent. But I think that she may have made an assumption that people that black people only follow a specific type of genre mm-hmm. or it's maybe people of color only influenced by people of color but that's not correct and that's not true and i think that she knows that as well too but i think she was just trying to sort of like justify her voice yeah but i mean which in which i get that but i feel like words mean a lot of things and if you feel that way i think the best way to go to go about it is to let your work speak for speak for itself first get that critique back from you know the audience that you say you may not cater to as much and then just but the thing what's shocking about this whole thing is i i i've never heard any lena wraith race production be like oh my god so weird mm-hmm. and i we're unable to identify That's with the other this piece to it where i sat back and i was like well you've been writing on certain tv shows yeah, and for stuff like a that, minute yeah but this is your first actual you know it's debut, debut as film. A, of, a, of a film yeah you should have let that sink into the people first and let them see it and let them just understand who you are as a creator. And then you, if you felt like black people were sliding you or felt like black people just didn't understand your viewpoint and your message, then speak up if you feel that way. Because I understand, I will say on the record, on the show, I understand where she comes from. I do. But I do understand the people that may have felt offended by that. Mm-hmm. Because it's like those people may not be into the same things that you are into, but don't say that you may not get me because I don't like the same things. Well, that's how she feels. And would I think you, that we, just, unfortunately, we just live in a society where people can't truly express their feelings. So I, for one, apply her for simply saying how she feels. That's I think so my problem with it. <sighs> Just say how you feel Because she wanted to be seen as Being so different That she placed black people into a stereotypical Mindset of not being able to understand Where it is that she's coming from And what it is that she's What her influences are And thinking that black people Only study black uh, black creatives But that's what I think you assume I don't think that's what she Hey, no, but that's what, what her meant. words. Your, your words. Her, her words, words literally that, said. No, I, I step. I I'm able to switch from studying Spike Lee to a white person back to Spike Lee or back to a black person and going to another what? white person. But yet I'm seen as different mm-hmm. because black people just wouldn't understand that and they that's would look not, at me as being weird. She, Stereotypically, she no. Stereotypically, I, I, so words mean things, right? Stereotypically, it would be seen as that way as that as as if black people wouldn't be able wouldn't be able to understand you because you've been able to study 
and go and jump from different races and different genres of creativity and to me that's that's the problem and that's bullshit and i i, I think completely understand bullshit. it but i don't mm. i think that is bullshit if that's what if that's what you gathered from that mm-hmm. then that i would agree that that's bullshit but i don't think i gathered that at all from what the right what i, I want to say people. something too i'm sorry i just mm-hmm. kind of i want to take this back to the kind of foundation of the show I think now I understand exactly what Lena, the lens in which she was speaking through. We're all gay. Mm-hmm. And well, we, on the weekends. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. But no real, no, real shit, real talk. We're all gay and we feel the exact same way Lena feel. We want black people to understand us. <clears throat> Excuse me. Specifically, we want black men, black cis, straight, straight, black cis men to understand us, right? Mm-hmm. So we think about our own identities and our own lives and how complex it can be to be accepted in just like the general population. So I think that her statement was kind of influenced through her, through her identity, through her being a lesbian, also the first openly stud that is that has all of this attention and recognition mm-hmm. and like her career is shooting far and far you know far beyond probably what she thought so like well, could you for, imagine don't, don't forget about Whoopi. she's also stop don't <laughs> i never came out <laughs> so unfortunately uh, it never happened don't forget Oprah. don't do that i'm sorry go ahead continue but no real talk like think about it right so like think about one of us being in that space and being gay and we mm-hmm. have a we what we consider our viewpoint to be very different and somebody say well i don't get it and you're like well i feel that way every single day being a black gay male you don't get me and you don't Mm -hmm. try to get me Mm -hmm. so i i think that her that statement was influenced through her identity as a lesbian woman also as a stud lesbian woman Mm -hmm. who's also married in the industry that's dominated by cis white White men men heterosexual exactly Mm -hmm. so that's why i can sort of like the the impact of that statement i i really i I think it's fine so i'm gonna go to the next question but first i want to read a tweet from someone named victor lavelle he said i'm a black dude who grew up on heavy metal and hip-hop uh, um, loves the work of john carpenter and julie dash red japanese noble lorettes and don diva magazine complex black folks are nothing new each one of us is special but none of us are unique um so my question for you all is do influences from other cultures make an individual complex or well-rounded well-rounded i think first of all i don't agree with that at all i think everybody's unique everybody's fucking unique in some way shape or form you want me to reread it reread it again okay Okay. I, you I thought it was very said. clear. No, I thought, but, but, but was I was yeah. my response not? I kind of feel exactly. Well, <laughs> I a, think it's not a, even a about like he. I'm gonna just read the last part. He said, okay. "Complex black folks are nothing new. Each one of us is special, but none of us are unique." And what was your question? Unique again? in the sense of we're not complex. Basically, wait, like okay. nothing about us is is so difficult or different to understand, right? But we basically what he's saying is like none of us are like so unique to the point where we can't understand each other's perspective i mean that's because nobody is unique then well no essentially i, I mean i get what he's saying he basically saying that as people of color we're not monolithic we're in yeah. we, we have the free will to enjoy things that are not influenced only by black folks I but the concept that. of that is being unique is that my, is that and a, it's that's, fine that's what i'm saying so i think it's just semantics at exactly this point. Mm-hmm. So, so what was your, what was your question though my question sorry right i should no, I really kind of needs to know too it's do influences from other cultures make an individual well-rounded okay. or well-rounded? Yeah. Okay. okay. So complex, I think complex in itself is again, this is just semantics at this point, because I think 
complex, unique, different, special. Like all these words kind of connotate the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if you are a person who has traveled and experienced Japanese culture, Italian culture, lived in Paris, you know, did whatever, whatever, it might be um, a situation where you are well-rounded or well, well-traveled and well-versed in global languages, you know what I'm saying, as far as, like, customs, yeah, 100%. I don't think that makes you better than anybody. I don't think that makes you on a higher pedestal. I just think that you're a well-rounded, well-traveled individual, right? And the concept of being, you said, um, what was it? You said. Well-rounded or complex. Yeah. Well-rounded or complex. Complex to me, I actually take that back. somebody not understanding. Yeah, complex kind of denotes this sense of difficult, right? Difficult C. And you're not going to be able to understand because I'm so complex and there's so many different layers and all that stuff. And I, you know, I don't think I necessarily agree with that. Mm, you know, I think at the bare minimum. I think that's what makes people upset about Lena's statement because she yeah. comes off as being, com- she felt like she was too complex for black people to understand what it is that, where her influence is. But again, I don't think that's what she was saying. From. I think it was very much, I'm a well-rounded individual. Mm-hmm. So that's why it might come across a little weird for some people to understand my voice mm-hmm. because I'm well-rounded. But some people. But if you were around, how Dom's taking it, and I don't think that's what she was saying. You don't have to throw nobody under the bus and say, "Hey, I'm too well-rounded for nobody to understand." Well, for black people to understand where I'm coming from, I'm just a well-rounded individual. I know my education, and I know what it is that I absorb, and makes me me as an individual. I'm not taking nothing from nobody and saying, "Hey, they're not." I guess, quote unquote, smart enough or just don't understand or would think that I'm weird. I'm just a well-rounded individual. But I don't think that's what she was. She should have let that that last part of that sentence out and she would have been perfectly fine. I really don't think that's what she was saying at all. And that's how she feels. And she does not seem seen. She doesn't feel seen. I I think she, I don't think that's what she was saying. I don't think she doesn't feel seen. I agree. I don't think that she does not feel seen. I think think honestly her declaration was very much so Mm -hmm. like, hey, my voice might translate a little different to what you guys are used to because I have experienced X, Y, and Z. I'm quote unquote to summarize it well rounded, right? With without using so many words, I'm well rounded. So my voice might seem a little different to some people who only who aren't as well rounded as I am, mm-hmm. and that's com- that's completely fucking fine. Like if you if you're a person, and let's let's think about it like this, right? If you are a, and I actually experience people like this in New York. There are niggas in New York who never leave their boroughs, right? Never. Literally, do not leave their like boroughs for, for nothing. Years. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like Brooklyn niggas, like it's crazy, right? So. You guys, what? That, that no, but niggas just like love their borough. They yeah, will they not just, leave their boroughs. Yeah, their boroughs are big enough for them. For them in Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying? They, everything that they would need, their job, their supermarket, their laundromat, everything going is going to be entertainment. Entertainment is going to be right in their borough. So yeah. a lot of niggas never leave their borough, right? Mm-hmm. So you have those people, and then you have people also in New York who have traveled the world, who have seen X, Y, and Z, who have different perspectives, different views on religion, different views on spirituality, and and how education should be, and all these different things. And them sit, they two sit down and have a conversation. Of course, they're gonna mash. They're not gonna see eye to eye on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying one person is better than the other. It's just simply because, hey, I've had this experience and you've had this experience. They're different, but we can talk about it. That's what I think she was saying. Like, hey, you're not gonna get me because of what I've studied or what I've you know watched and what I've absorbed. But that doesn't make anybody right. better than anybody. It's just simply saying that we're on two different we're on two different pages. Like. Yeah. And that's just what, and it's okay to be on two different pages. And I think a lot of times the issue that I have with people 
is that they associate the fact that if you're not on the same page with somebody, there's a conflict. Right. And that's not necessarily the case. That's part of the human experience. It's human exactly. fucking experience. If me and you are not on the same page, we don't need to. I don't need to be on the same page with anybody. Mm-hmm. As long as you respect the page that I'm on and I respect the page that you're on, we could be good. Speaking of human experiences, I want to go to Justin's question around like, does cultural influences make you like complex or well-rounded? I think it doesn't make you either to be quite honest i think that goes to the whole micro thesis of society right this idea that like hustle hard and you know the top is lonely and you know grind and don't sleep like all that shit those mantras that is developed by people who are actually not doing that shit is stupid mm-hmm. and if you think about it leave people on a wrong path all the time so this idea of like oh because i know four or five languages i'm complex and i'm and i'm well-rounded no bitch you're just human mm-hmm. and i appreciate you for taking the time to go out to further understand what people are actually to further understand the world because think about it right like think about it like we always talking about like it's think about this for example right like we can consume culture but never associate ourselves with it right so think about food for example a lot of times black folks white folks where we can go into these different communities and experience all this different food and we can consume it but we never can associate ourselves with it right Mm -hmm. and so i think that's just kind of where it's coming from from this lens of like you are human and you are going to encounter different people and you're 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 going to be you're going to be influenced by different people but it doesn't mean that it should make you one type of way so sean wants to get me together i can tell all y'all want to get me so i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna encounter you for a second because i want you to look into the perspective of somebody that is mainly to lena's what lena said Mm -hmm. think about someone who was black right who comes from you know a poverty neighborhood whatever Um, this person only watch, let's say, state property or right. you know, all the hood films. They never really watched Belly, mm-hmm. right? Belly. They never really watched, you know, films from Martin Scorsese mm-hmm. or anybody really well known in the industry that is mm-hmm. white. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say in to what Lena Waste point is. Let's say if she had a conversation with that person, mm-hmm. they can share certain experiences, mm-hmm. but there's going to be a conflict there. There's mm-hmm. going to be some something there that that other person is not going to understand or not going to get from another person when they have communication with each other because the one person is, quote-unquote, well-rounded, mm-hmm. and the other person is, by society standard, is not. Mm-hmm. Because society standards will tell that, that person who didn't watch those certain films and don't know certain language or don't know certain things mm-hmm. that you aren't in with us. You don't sit with us. Right, so this would kind of remind me of like the political term dog whistling, where it's like a, a political official can say very specific language that only applies to a very specific group of like people, right? Mm-hmm. So like think about like when presidents were talking about the whole crack era, they're talking about black folks. So what I what I understand is that, I don't, so I wouldn't necessarily call that a complexity or being well rounded. What I would say is that it's just a different experience, right? So like even interracial dating, people say, oh, how would a white, why, how would a white person understand you? It's just a different experience. So th- I think we That's need just to, how we I think about a, it. We need to take a pause and talk about the concept of being well rounded then. Because to me, well rounded, I think it's from this conversation it's taking like a negative kind of like definition. Mm-hmm. Can I and say something? Mm-hmm. I don't I want to understand that me and you agree. Okay. Because well-rounded to me is just being educated or not even educated but just wanting to experience so many different things and just learning. I think well, well-rounded makes you human though. Well, not not really because the thing is being human is just being a fucking person, right? So like you can be a human and not be well-rounded. Mhm. So those things okay. are definitely not 
mutually exclusive. But what you to what you said, Dom, as far as like being well rounded, to me, my definition of well rounded is just literally what I said earlier, as far as like being able to identify different perspectives, cultures, and identities, and not really absorbing them as your own, but at least respecting, respecting them, them and, and seeing them. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> like that. That is my concept of being well rounded. Mm-hmm. So. When, you know, I think, I, I don't know who just said it about if you sit down and you talk to somebody who only watched Belly and their favorite movie is like, um, uh, don't be a menace. Don't be a menace. South, South, South Central while drinking juice in the hood. And Which you're is like, me. Oh. <laughs> right. So it's like, okay, cool. Right. But okay. I'm not even going to get into this concept, but that might be a lot of nostalgia associated with that. But my whole thing is if you talk to somebody like that and I'll be like, hey, well, my favorite movie is, um. Lucy, right? Mm, no. Lucy. What's that? Uh, no, Lucy was not the movie I was thinking about. Godfather. No, there's this movie. Pretty in, Girls. In, Pretty women. To the point, Whatever, there's this French movie, whatever. I can't remember this. I think it is. I think it actually is called Lucy, where she was like running around. It was ridiculous. Um, either way, I'm going to go, my, my favorite movie is Lucy. And we sit down, we have a conversation about it. And I'm like, yo, why, why do you love it? And you're like, because I identify with this film. And I'm like, oh, well, I love this movie because the cinematography was great. And the deus ex machina in the situation wasn't so da 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 And I'm sitting here using these film terms. And you look at them like, bitch, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, and, and somebody would observe us and be like, oh, well, he's more well-rounded than him because he, he has seen more things. Again, I'm not saying that's makes anybody better or worse it just makes us on a different page and but society will say that they all are but let's society. get a definition of we're around because i actually feel like we're getting into semantics <laughs> a little too heavy because I, I really do like i feel yeah. like like seriously like well-rounded you could be well-rounded in the kitchen. You could mm-hmm. be well-rounded at your job. Mm-hmm. Like, but those the, being well-rounded in the kitchen means that you are able to cook Italian food, Jamaican food, Spanish food, da da da. Well-rounded. What's the other thing you said? Well-rounded at your in, job. At your job. That means that you can like for me. I'm a lawyer, right? Right. You can practice criminal law. You can practice civil law. You can practice um, uh, tax law. You know what That's, I'm saying? So, so you are working in tech field. You right. can be well-rounded, meaning that you can educate, you can develop, you can produce new idea. You know what I'm saying? There's so many like that idea of well-rounded means that you are able to do several different things in the same. And so realm. I agree with you, and I disagree with Justin is with this idea that if somebody is from the hood, because I'm from the hood, right? And I went to film school, but I grew up honestly watching predominantly black films, mm-hmm. but. I recognize that my the filmmakers that I love also was influenced by white people, right? You know what I mean? Or or other people of color, right? And I recognize that. So, like, while that may have been the only experience I had at that moment, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that I wasn't well-rounded in what I wanted to do and what I, and what I experienced, right? So, like, I think that because somebody has been groomed in a very specific environment, it does not make them well-rounded. Mm-hmm. And I think it probably make them less experienced in certain things. Um, but I, so I think we're, maybe we're just arguing semantics, right? Well-rounded, complexity, experience, like really, truly, what, what's, the difference, what's the difference between all of those things, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think that it comes down, for me, the basis come down to this. I think that people have this idea that black folks are monolithic. I'm not saying that Lena Waithe assumed that in her statement, but what I'm saying is that I think people often get surprised when they hear that black people watch anime. Mm-hmm. It's like, I but see, that's anime. Anime. you know what I mean? That, like, see, that was my point, and it wasn't like a. I was, I was just bringing that uh, perspective to say to the people speaking for the people who don't sit at this table and who don't probably who probably took that statement the wrong way. Because me myself, I 
Well, Dom took it the wrong way. I personally feel like it is. But I get what. Well, honestly, we, we live in a polarized see, ass seen, society and everybody takes everything point. so little. Literally, I understand yeah. everyone's point. But, but see, that's the thing. That's, but that's beautiful. But I, I'm. But I just wanted to bring that, that, you know, contrast to it to say, what about that person who didn't get it? You right. know, that person, that's right. probably their, their thought process when they sit down with a person and they don't know and they hear, well, you're more well-rounded than me. And that person's like, well, why? Because I don't watch anime or I don't know this director's name or I don't know, you know, film terms and shit like that. It's like. But there's no exclusivity yeah. around being well-rounded. It's too. not. Like people, I think people talk about being well-roundedness as a commodity, right? Like, no, like, again, I'll go back to myself. Like, while I may have grew up in the hood of Chicago. I wasn't experienced, but mm-hmm. when I went to college, I studied abroad majority of the time while I was there. Mm-hmm. So that made me experience, right? So like my experience is different than most people that I encounter because they have not had the same type of interaction I had with during that during that time period, right? So I think it goes down to like everybody has an opportunity to be well rounded or complex. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. I don't. I don't think. I, I, I don't. Agree I think with you're going to get into a, a, a deeper thing, but like yeah, I'm saying, I don't think that's necessarily the economically, case. Economically, yeah, socioeconomically, I don't think everybody has the ability right. to be well-rounded. But mm-hmm. I just. But feel most like people have a rounded. To be very clear, though, mm-hmm. from a from a data standpoint, okay, ninety percent of our ninety percent of our content will be video based, mm-hmm. and. 80 to 90% of this world is, are their people are on their phones yep. literally six to eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. So people have access. It's a matter of what are you choosing to consume? Yep. That's it. Because you can consume something that can make you well-rounded, but it's about what you choose to consume. And that not to say that that won't make you well-rounded, mm-hmm. well-rounded either, but it's a choice you have to make around your consumption. Mm-hmm. Fight me. Give me this. <laughs> I, I never feel like being things. well-rounded. It's just being a, a student. It's just always continuously being a student. And that's and what life learning is. And learning and soaking society, up information. That's but I feel it. like society just places, like, when you say somebody is well-rounded, it's just always they meet certain criteria. Like, they do this, 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 this. But it's like, who set those standards? But let's be clear. We on this show do not accept societal norms. We don't. Exactly. Ooh. So we already broken when we become a faggot. One so. <laughs> Well, it, it, by becoming black faggots, black, because yeah. you know white faggots, they, <laughs> they run the world. But um, nigger faggots. <laughs> that's what Lena was saying. That's why the world don't understand her because she's a lady and, faggot, and that's why I got her. her <laughs> we shouldn't say that. I call Lena a lesbian faggot. I said lady. Is that more appropriate? Or she no? is a lesbian. What's up, y'all? It's Justin. I know y'all probably wondering like what the fuck is going on. But in all transparency, I fucked up the audio this week. So part of the episode was all types of fucked up. So in these next few segments, it's just some just some big thank yous to all of our listeners, everybody who's been riding with us for this one year. It's officially one year of this messy ass podcast. But we just want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for fucking with us each and every Tuesday. We love y'all, and we'll talk to y'all next week. Well, I just want to say one thing, too, because I also, like, I think your show, I think Millennial Mess is such a good show for a number of people who are in, in a very big twig state in their life, right? For those of you who understand what the term means, like, you're in a very, like, I'm confused, I'm in between. And I say that because... I have read many things online recently about this idea that people who are 
happy through situations that it may not be for them are annoying. And because I am in a depressive state, you should not move me out of that state. Like I should not be in a space of, oh my God, you're bothering me. But I will say with y'all, with your show, I don't, I'm not someone who naturally gets down, but when I, there's moments where I do get down, I can put on millennial mess, which I, and I will honestly say, Rayshard, I don't listen to this, sh- this show often at all, actually. But yesterday I sat down, hey guys, two days ago, two hi, days ago. This hi. is my best friend. <laughs> this is my best friend telling me he does not support me. We won't me. even hold it to him. My best friend will listen like that either. Exactly. So for all the best friends out there who understand me, I know Jonas, correct. Well, I want to continue my message. So basically what I was simply saying was whether I catch up now or from six months from now, I always find a nugget in what you all are talking about that helps me through my day. So even Ray Sean talking about his experience of our coming out, even you talking about your experience of going to the therapist, like even your experience when you talk about your boyfriend, like those are nuggets that people actually are using to this day to make it through their, to make it through their day. So I, I will say that I truly appreciate the authenticity, but also the vulnerability, which is not necessarily exploited often, but also the ability for you all to to simply express how you're feeling authentically. Mm-hmm. And that shit is rare. Like it's rare that you get that on any podcast or TV. And we all, and you also have dimensions to yourself. So I appreciate that from the millennial mess perspective. And not just y'all, but also the listeners too. Cause when I tell y'all there are people who I didn't even know. I swear to God, who I didn't even know. Like, yo, hitting up because when that whole thing happened on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I had to delete my Twitter, they were DMing the Millennial Mess page, like, yo, tell Ray he's gonna get through this, da da da. And I was just like, yo, like, you know, it just made me feel really, really good. The support, the support it's it's like it's crazy. And the thing is, people don't even realize how how impactful those little messages are to like. Your your mental and emotional state of being. So let's give them their flowers right now. I'm giving all of them their flowers. People get so caught up in wanting to overachieve instead of appreciating what's happening in the current moment. And I think that's the the space that we're in at this time right now is just really appreciating what we have in the current moment and understanding that we need to put more focus and more energy and more effort and more love into the people that support us, whether it be on a daily basis or weekly or whatever, or the people that just genuinely support us and understand that the growth will come from there. And, you know, a lot of expansion will come from there too. So I love it. I'm here for it. All right. So we will talk to y'all next week. Thank y'all motherfuckers for listening to us for one motherfucking year. We appreciate y'all. Keep keep riding with a keep riding with a real nigga. 